Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of My Independence Report. Uh, my name is Kevin McDonald, and it is Thursday, the 4th of... Fe- oh, my goodness. I thought it was just Christmas. It's the 4th of February already, and uh, we have got a wonderful guest with us today. Her name is Angela Linhart, and she's an author. She's a mother of a beautiful horse. Uh, <laughs> who's, who's, I, think, I think the horse is older than she is. Um, and she's, she's a, she's an intuitive, she's a spiritual counselor. She does Reiki. She does, uh, um, um, feng shui. Uh, she's a teacher. She's a counselor. I don't know what it is that you don't do, but you do a lot. Angela, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hi, Kevin. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You are awesome because you do so much. What, what is it? What is, where does your passion come from when you started this? It's not, did an angel come down and tap you on the head with a wand or did, (laughs) was this something that you came from your family? How did this all come about? Uh, It it probably originated from my mom. She was always, uh, she had always instilled uh, within me and my brother that uh, we were here to help others and to, you know, be the best versions of ourselves and, and, you know, in our life path, actually, it worked out that way through, you know, life's lessons and, and challenges. But I, I believe and I feel that that we that I am now the best version of myself because of how I was raised and, and the path that I was pretty much put on. And then I chose my path at, you know, later in life. And I'm very grateful for it. But it's been uh yeah, it's, it's had a set, of, a set of challenges, but the rewards have been great. So I want to keep doing what I do. Exactly. Now, how long have you been doing this now? Because I, I suspect that when you started, it's it's becoming a lot more mainstream to be able to say that you're a spiritual teacher and you're an intuitive and, and, and those things. But when you first started, it wasn't quite that way, was it? No, I started 16 years ago, and I actually started out as a massage therapist. I had graduated from college and had my business degree in finance and management, and I just realized that that wasn't the the path for me. Um, And there have been times throughout the last 16 years when I've – just thought to myself, I don't want to be in the healing business anymore. This isn't, you know, this, I, I'm not going to lie about it. And I just, it, it's challenging, but it, it's, it's what I'm here to do. So I just, God and I got on the same page and, and here I am, you know, on your podcast. Well, <laughs> well and that's why God invited me to invite you uh, because <laughs> Because the, there, by the way, I, I have to tell you, you have a you have a wonderful smile, and you, and your and your smile um, radiates life and radiates light, and I and that's that's a wonderful thing that that you're able to to do that in a positive way. But what is it? What see? I like people. I like to help people. What is it about you that decided that you wanted to help people? 
because I know how much I needed help growing up and how it was, it just felt so good to have somebody that, that was able to walk with you in life. And I wanted to, to do that for others just because I felt really blessed to have had special people in my world that have said, you know, go this direction or do this or don't do that. Usually if they told me though, don't do that, I'd do it anyway. And then I'd, <laughs> you know, screw up a hundred times, eh, but all right. you know, I, I, I learned my lessons the hard way and, and <clears throat> well, I probably wouldn't have chosen a, diff- a different way. So <laughs> I've, I've kind of figured out what works and what doesn't. So I, I try to, when I work with my clients, I kind of, uh, you know, I, reiterate a story or or give them a scenario about where they are and the path that they're probably going to go down unless they make a course correction so it's always it's always fun to see the aha moments too and for everyone to connect the dots because when things started really coming together for me is when i when i had those aha moments and i could see how i was creating my world and if i wanted something different i had to totally transform my life i had to transform my world from a spiritual basis and emotional mental and and physically as well so we are a multi-dimensional energetic being and and it's really about aligning the energy to to do what you're what you've come here to do whether it is to be a spiritual intuitive life coach or um a, you know a financial advisor or you know a, a stay-at-home mom whatever you do you know just do it well exactly and it is it's exciting it's also freeing when when you know that your life has got a plan that you can create that you can go down the path and you've got assistance from folks on the other side that have nothing but your love and 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 your their desire to help you through best that they can if you'll listen if you'll listen to them i do have a i do want to make sure that everybody knows if you're listening you can chat with angela by just going to the my comment section and if you've got a question for her i'll relay it to her so that you can um talk to her directly and uh we if you have a question if you've got uh, a comment uh, we we would love to have you participate uh so um when was it that you determined that number one, that there is another, the other side, and that they are actually interactive with us. Uh, well, that's a loaded question. I don't know <laughs> if I have the answer to that. Uh, it, it was probably at my breaking point when I like really got the you know my the, you know my my life had to change is when I was leaving a relationship and it was one of those relationships that, you know, kind of like drag you to the dirt twice and then grab a semi and run over you. And then I decided that I needed to, something needed to happen. I don't remember what it was, but I'm the common denominator. So I knew that I had to do something different and I was out. I was out of energy. I was out of, um, physically, emotionally, financially, mentally, you name it. And I was at the, at the bare bottom. And that is when I finally was able to listen, uh, with my inner ear and, and I began to notice how, how the divine and or God and the angels are very present in this world. And they are so willing to help each and every one of us out, but we have to ask for help. And typically we have to be able to listen and then 
do what they say. <laughs> you know, it isn't always about what you want to do. It's about what, you know, what your soul needs to do. Um, and that's where the struggle comes in is, is between the mind and the soul and, and learning, you know, what voice is talking to you. So how did you quiet your mind so that you could listen to your soul? Or how do you do that? Well, I do it. Uh, it's a, uh, it's, I do it every day. You know, I've been doing it every day through prayer and meditation for the last 16 years. It's just part of my life. It's like, you know, brushing your teeth or taking a shower. It just, it, it keeps me centered and, and insane in this, in this world. And I make time for it. So I think whatever we, we make as a priority in our life, we can figure out a way to, integrate that into our daily schedule and for me it isn't an option it's a priority and i've made it a priority um and because i've done that that is why i'm able to help others because i had to you know hone my skills and 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 become so in tune with that with that inner voice that i was able not only to help myself out of certain predicaments but then i can help others and i and and, and i know where you know where my ability to uh, be a therapist or a counselor or a mentor, a mentor um, and ends. And, and I've, you know, pass people, you know, pass people on and, and, and give them resources. Um, but sometimes I just act as the intermediary and is able to con- connect the dots for certain people, which gives them hope and, and also a realization that, Oh my, you know, wow, we do have help from the other side. Our loved ones, even though they have crossed over, are still ever present in our world. It doesn't look the same, but from an energetic standpoint, it's very much the same. You know, it's interesting because when you're talking with your clients and do you, do you, uh, uh, actively solicit advice from the other side, from their guides, from your guides, from that entire entourage of people that I, I kind of picture it like there's a bunch of folks that are behind your clients and behind you and they're all talking about how can we help this? How can we get and get everybody, get everybody on the same page and stuff like that. Is that how it's like for you? No, I don't. I don't work that way. You know, people come in and I, and I just read energy. So I read we have a electromagnetic field like above our physical bodies. We right. have a field of energy and it vibrates. And within this vibration, there are, you know, uh, life lessons and you can see where people are headed and you can see where they've come from. You can see the past, present and future. It's all it's all one. And it's it's interesting how I read is I just, you know, I usually begin with asking them a particular question and then someone from, you know, that's crossed over might come through um, or it could be a human or an animal. It could also be, you know, their their highest wisdom. It could be a, a an angel. I, I love the I love the other realms, the other dimensions. There's so much more than just this third dimensional life and it's it's when we awaken to it and become aware of what's really happening rather than what we what appears to be happening we can change we can just change the trajectory of it all it's a whole lot bigger than we seem to think it is down here don't we isn't it (laughs) yeah definitely i've had a lot of dreams where uh uh, in my meditations or dreams, this, this is usually where I get a lot of my insights. 
is when you know when when I when I'm asleep, and usually between the hours of you know two and four in the morning is when I'll get some sort of information, whether it's about a client or it's about my own life or it, or it's about something that I need to do. It's 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 like when this kind of the the, the the gateway between the subconscious and the conscious mind began to awaken is when you're downloaded with information. So that's that's how it actually works for me. And I also get a lot of intuitive hits while I'm driving. It's, and yep, no, I understand completely. It's like I'll ask, yeah, I'll ask a question and then I just let it go. And then throughout the day, I'll find, I'll come up with the answer or it's given to me somehow. The difference between you and a lot of people I suspect, and I think you'll tell me, is that, that you don't poo-poo it. You don't disregard it. You don't say, "Oh no, that's not what the, anybody meant." You 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 accept it and you act on it if it's appropriate. Correct? Yeah, I, I well, I have to. I have to. It's been it's been my world since I've been fourteen years old. I don't. I, I really don't have a, a choice. I I either do or I don't. And if I don't, then I find myself in a crazy conundrum. So I've I've just you know if I'm told to do something, if my intuition says go then i i go and i i've just learned to trust it over the years um and and you build a relationship you build a trusting relationship with that deepest and highest part of self and then when when you know that you need to either help a person or an animal you just jump in and do it and you just you you pray like hell Well, you know, it's it's interesting because what you do and the, all the things that you work on, because you work, you're an energy worker, is what I would how I would frame you, uh, because you work you work with uh, uh, Reiki and you work with Feng Shui and you work with people's energy and I I kind of consider the aura and the energy that surrounds us as as part of our soul as part of who we are and it's also when you think about it is like when you enter a room. And uh, you bump into somebody else's energy that's not good, and you can feel it. And you have, might not even have talked to them yet, right? Right, absolutely. You know, energy is definitely contagious, and whether we want to acknowledge it or not, that we have this this bubble of energy around us, and within this bubble is our our emotions and our emotional state. And anyone who is really sensitive to emotions and or energy can feel it before you even open your mouth, you know? So you can just, you know, you can see it as soon as they walk in the room, whether it's an expression on their face or maybe the tone of their voice, but then you can just feel it. You can feel the, the energy from their heart. You know, the thing is, is that sometimes we've, we've closed down our heart because we don't want to feel or from past traumas or hurts that's happened in our own lives. And unfortunately that kind of desensitizes us to, to what this world's all about. And because this is a very energetic world that we live in, when we become too focused on the negative and we find ourselves repeating old, hurtful, challenging, you know, uh, situations in our life, we tend to get down and lose hope. And that's when we have to, uh, you have to really go the other direction and, and look for the positive. And you'll find that, more 
positive people and and optimistic opportunity you know uh, opportunities and optimism begins to find you it seeks you out but you have to be the one to notice uh i'm going down a path here and it isn't necessarily a good one so you have to do whatever it takes whether it's to talk to somebody or read a book or listen to you know music uh music is 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 so powerful for changing the vibration within ourselves. And um, so you have to be really mindful about where you put yourself in, 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 a, in an environment too. You know, uh, when, when we're in challenging environments and toxic around toxic people, uh, I, you know, I, 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 I don't mean to be nasty, but here, but you know, I am very <coughs> sensitive on where I put myself and uh it's just the, it's just the way it is. And, there there are people on this planet who choose to put out a negative vibration. I don't think mm-hmm. that it's inherent in them. I think that's a an actual conscious choice that they decide that they're going to be mean and nasty. And, and a lot of it comes from perhaps their background, because of the stories that they've told themselves and that other people have told them. Uh, which is what I call you know the negativity is uh, a lot of it is a story that or, or a storyline that goes along your entire life that you tend to believe in rather than what's actually true um, because you don't, and, and you don't, aren't willing to admit what's true. How do you change people's stories? Can you change people's stories? I don't change people's stories. They have to choose. They have to change it themselves. And there, you know, we all have, uh, I mean, if you're a human being, you've had challenging situations, whether it's a relationship or, you know, uh, health crisis or financial crisis or whatever it is. I mean, if, if, if you're truly living, you're going to fall quite a few times or the, otherwise you're not living hard enough, you know, <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's, it, when you, when, when you, you know, when life hands you lemons, you have to learn how to make lemonade and it, it uh, and doing this work for the past 16 years, I've heard some pretty horrific stories and, uh, and, and my heart just, it, it, it cries or some of them, you know, because I can't do or say anything. But what I can't do is just hold, hold a space for, for love. You're right. You hold space for love. And what I do know, uh, based off of my experiences is that love does heal, but it, you will have to, it takes a willingness to open your heart a little bit and just allow love to begin to permeate through your own body. And what happens is that it, it begins to transcend the the darkness that lives within us based off of our old stories and situations and it's truly about changing the narrative you know that story that just that you just can't let go of um but it's ultimately through forgiveness or it's through letting go and just wanting something better for for yourself and but it that that is what intentionally raises your vibration so that you are operating on a different on a different realm i i agree completely and and you know uh everybody at one time or another in their life is like a bad country music song which is like (laughs) 
You know, my my dad died. Well, all my exes live in Texas. I swear. I swear to you. I think they all run to Texas. <laughs> in, my, in my case, it was, you know, my dad died. My dog died. My wife left me. I lost my house. I had to declare bankruptcy. I hit a bridge with a truck, and I got sued for $50,000, all within the space of, like, three years. It was like, really? You guys? Come on. Really? But it, and it's, worked, it's worked out fine. But, I mean, we all go through through that and you got to have a sense of humor about it and you, and and stuff i wanted to ask you now i wanted to ask you about your books when did you determine that uh, or when did they determine for you that it's time for you to write a book well uh god determined for me that it was my uh, for I figured, books, uh, yeah. journey and for Trigger the Wonder Horse. So, I mean, I had no intention of writing a book. I didn't want to write a book. I didn't think I was capable of writing a book. And after I, well, when I was telling you I was in a relationship and it, you know, I was at that, that, uh, that point in my life where things definitely had to change is, uh, when, uh, I, I ended up, long story short, I ended, I ended up at a house and, I didn't know whose house it was, but it was somebody that had told me that if I ever needed a place to stay, I was always welcome in their home. And my car literally drove me there. And that's where I started my life. And as I was laying on the bed and contemplating about what am I doing and what am I here to do, um, I was given my instructions. And then the, the last instruction was, then you have to write a book. And I'm like, I have to what? I have to write a book. And I, are you crazy? You know, I'm subject to criticism and judgments and all sorts of, you know, opinions. And, and pretty much God said, if you, well, you know what, you're either going to do it or you're not. And I'm like, I'm fine. I'll do it. I will do it. And then, so we had a little negotiation and I said, I'll do it. But you know, can these things happen? And then my last request was, can Wayne Dyer endorse my book? And and then right after I had published my first edition, I sent a copy to Wayne Dyer and I told him I wanted his endorsement. And within two weeks, he sent it to me. So it was, it was, it was a God thing. It was, I, I, I didn't know anyone. It was on a wing and a prayer and I put it in a red envelope and I got on a pink piece of paper and a black Sharpie. And I just said, I dream big and I need your endorsement. <laughs> and, and, he's like, and, okay. and he, and he delivered it. It was, it was part of the plan and that, that was given to you. Yeah. I mean, I, there isn't a, a, a day that goes by anymore that I don't see a, a lot of divine organization in everything. And even though, you know, the world seems like it's in a mess right now in such a disarray about, you know, what should we do and where should we go? And if, if you just, if you just calm down, if you just bring yourself down a little bit and, and ask the question, what, what is my truth? What do I believe in? And and get really honest about that and and stand in the light and stand in the light and share that light. Uh, we can all kind of uh, shape shift the world. Yes, we can. And that's and that's and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on this podcast is that I'm about changing the world. We're going to get rid of you and I together with a whole bunch of other folks <laughs> are going to get rid of hate, division and fear. 
Um, we, well, as long as we do our share, I think that we'll, uh, we're, you know, as, as long as we do what's in front of us, right? We can't do anything other than that. But if we do what's in front of us and, and we do what we're called to do, I, uh, I, I believe that, and that we're going to be able to, you know, at least make a ripple. Exactly. Now, now I, I can't let you go because until, first of all, tell everybody what your website is if they want to go look at your website while we're, while we're talking. So my website is AngelaLenhart.com. And from there, you'll see my services and uh, workshops that I have coming up. And, and uh, I will be uh, posting some online class or not on uh, 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 like online learning classes that you could just download and you can, you know, listen at your convenience. So I will be uh, putting those on the website here in the next couple of weeks. And um so that's where you can and social media, you know, definitely Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, you know, pretty much everywhere. So absolutely. Now we also, uh, if you go to her website, you're going to learn about Trigger the Amazing Super Horse. We, Trigger the Wonder Horse. <laughs> right, 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 right. We need to, yes, we need to know, talk about Trigger. Yeah, you know, he's my he's my BFF. He's my I think he's my soulmate. You know, and we've we were you know two crazy blondes drawn together to you know fight this world together and become warriors and he's he's definitely a a warrior in his in his horse kingdom and uh and he's helped me tremendously so i i wouldn't be the person i am today and i surely wouldn't be here doing this podcast if it wasn't for trigger because and how his book came about was after a huge health ordeal and he I, he literally was like uh, probably one minute away from death. I laid down and I whispered in his ear, are you ready to go meet God? Cause I was going to have him euthanized and he stands up and he looks at me and he takes off running <laughs> as fast as he could, like uh, on three legs. And he's like, get away from me, mom. And, uh, and that, and that moment I'm like, damn it. I got to write another book. Right. And I was like that, that wasn't something that I planned to do. And I'm like, I, have to share this because I want people to know how powerful they are as their own creators and that there is this magical force. I don't say that there's unicorns and rainbows everywhere, but there is a force of energy that lives within each and every one of us, but it's within ourselves to tap into it and to use it. Absolutely. That, that is such an incredibly powerful message. Because if people will only recognize that, um, see, for me, it's like I get messages through music, and I'll be uh, I'll be just listening to to the radio, and then and I'll be thinking of something, and a song will come on that'll be that'll resonate with what I'm thinking, or mm -hmm. a song that I've used in the past, or there's something, and and it, it I believe, and I don't know how they do that uh, to make it so so painfully obvious to me but but it works out really it re works out really well because it gives me the understanding that we're not alone that we have right. help. No, no one is alone and we have help and we have people yeah. that are looking out after us and it can be um you know people that uh have passed on and uh might be your father might be your mother and and that sort of thing and and i so i have a little story i want to tell you um and I want your opinion on it because you're a counselor and you work with people all the time and you work with people on, on kind of a spiritual basis of spiritual nature. You talk about the other side and you talk about things um, like that. Um, I had John Edward on the show uh, 
um, not too long ago. Well, it was almost a year ago now, I guess. And um, my sister wanted to call in. So I knew very, very well what, because my sister and I grew up together, so I knew the same things that she knew. And John Mm -hmm. was in New York, and we were in Seattle. Now, I didn't have the opportunity to to preface John on anything. He He's a busy man, so he picked up the phone. We started the interview, and that was that. And he didn't know it was my sister. I didn't tell him. he wasn't. I'm not allowed to have you know uh, staff or anybody uh, come on. Um, so he had no clue. It was it was completely uh, a random. He had no idea. And then he started talking about he named my dad. He named my grandmother. He named... He said what my dad died of, what his dad died of, what my my grandfather on the other side died of. Who, one, one was their name. He talked about why why is May important. Her birthday and her two grandchildren are born in May. Um, He talked about um, who's the R name in the family, and that's. Her, my brother, who's since passed, and also my uh, uh, her her husband is an, mm-hmm. Roger is in our name. So, but she didn't want to accept that that was real. Right, right, right. I think she was like, I think, I think it's a, I think he has a wonderful gift, and I think it's. And I said, Karen, he was talking to Dad. Oh well, <laughs> I. I don't, you know, I don't know. I, that, 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 you know, it's like I, 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 how do you convince people that when the when the the evidence is staring them right in the face, how do you convince people that it's actually it's true? It's not a fancy, fanciful unicorn and thing. What you're talking about is actual, real reality, and it's true. How do you convince people, or do you? Well. I, I don't. I don't try to convince anybody of anything. They can, you know, to each to each their own. I always say. And uh, but I do know that when uh, when you're when somebody's ready to listen, the teacher will appear, and you're able to hear with a different set of ears. All of a sudden, it's like somebody could have told you something over and over and over again, you know, a hundred times, and you didn't understand it or you didn't hear it. And then one day, somebody comes along and they said that the same exact thing. And all of a sudden you can understand it. And what I've learned is that your soul's finally ready to listen. You're finally willing to listen and possibly heal that part of your life. Um, there's a, a, a thing, you know, the soul goes into a kind of a preservation mode and sometimes we can't, we're not ready to go there yet. So you really can't force anyone into healing, but what you can do is just, you know, uh, show up and, and be, a uh, a powerful force or a powerful voice in their life. And, and then you just really trust that they are exactly where they need to be. And that's okay. And I think, uh, to have it, just to have an open heart and to provide the space and the space is silent, um, for that energy to just do its thing. You don't, we're not in control. We're not in control of the energy, but what we do is we provide a space for it to work through us. And we always hold the highest vibration of love and just see what happens. It's kind of like the craps table. You just take the dice and roll them. (laughs) And, and they'll be, they'll always turn out well. Now that's kind of like how you work with Reiki, right? You just allow the energy to flow through you. Uh, you know, it's, it, 
Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, hands-on healing. It, you become just a, a vessel for the energy to move through you. I'm a Reiki master, so I've taught a lot, uh, quite a few classes from, you know, re- well, uh, you know, from level one to given their, uh, given, you know, uh, the other students who want to become Reiki masters or be their own teachers to give them their, um, you know, certification or what whatever that is, the, the training behind it. And, you know, Reiki is just, uh, uh, it's, it's healing. It's, it's just healing work. And, and, you know, with each level of Reiki, whether it's Reiki one, Reiki two, or the master level, you get, you get different symbols and, and, uh, then you learn what each symbol is for and how to use it. So it's very powerful. Uh, but I, 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 you know, uh, I think that that you don't necessarily have to say I'm doing Reiki right now. You can just put your hands on your own, you know, dog or cat or horse or plant or or loved one and and just really and set the intention that you want them to heal, you know, and and prayer. Prayer is very powerful. You know, I'm um, very Christian and I believe in the power of prayer and and I I've witnessed it with my own two eyes. And so if somebody comes along and says, Oh, that's not going to work. I can, I, I I can stand in front of you and say, well, you're wrong because it does. It does work. <laughs> I'm an example. Trigger the wonder horse is an example. You know, my life, it just seems to, to roll that direction. And that's, that's why I've written the books that I have. And that's why I do what I do. And as I mentioned at the beginning, I wasn't, uh, uh, you know, I didn't, necessarily want to go down this path and i've tried to get out of it numerous times but i just kept finally i just accepted this this is what i do you know learn to embrace it and get real really good at it so well and because you're helping people and you're you're providing a a resource for people that is not just available on any street corner um people who who want to see you have to seek you out right Uh, you know people tend to uh, find me I don't um, you know run around with a billboard and I, I don't I don't advertise and I just set the intention out that the right people will find me and and you know I've had a, a I've been doing this for so long that I've probably you know I've seen uh, you know 3,000 4,000 people or talk to them on the phone or whatever so you know, there's been a few that I've only seen once, and and that's that's enough. You know, that's enough of Angela that they've had, and they they'll run from me in the parking lot, and that's okay. It's probably like the guys that I dated too. You know, like they'll run from me in the parking lot. Just kidding. Uh, but it's you know, it's I, I just I just trust that that the right people will come in, and whatever comes out of my mouth is maybe what they wanted that they needed to hear. It's not necessarily what you want to hear. You know, most of the time when we have to change our world, it isn't because somebody was coddling you and says oh it's you know it's okay and you can keep acting like a ass um you know you have to you have to have somebody that's going to kind of be that voice of reason and and uh, speak to you how you're going to hear it otherwise you're going to miss it you know so now when you learn to trust did you, did that come about uh, is it the chicken and the egg thing did that come about because you had so many instances that if you were to trust what you had coming through, that things would have been different? Or did you decide that make a conscious decision that you're just going to trust your intuition and just let it go? Mm. Well, uh, as I stated back, you know, my whole trust thing really started at a young age. So when I was 14, I, uh, I, I, 
you know, uh, my mom was sick and she really couldn't take care of me and my brother. So I just packed our bags and I packed my brother's bag and packed my bag. And and I looked at my mom and I told her, I said, if you don't get help, we're not staying here. And I took the car and and left and I was just driving down the road. That's how my whole journey started. And my brother looks at me and he goes, where are we going? And I said, I don't know, but we're not staying here. And I just ended up driving to a house and I didn't know whose house it was. And uh, I just, I, I, I thought that maybe the town nurse lived there. I wasn't quite sure, but I figured, well, she's a nurse, so she's going to have to take care of us, right? I mean, that's, that's well, that makes sense. It sure you know, does. I'm 14, right? Well, who wouldn't think that? So I, and I remember I just walked to her front door and I just said, you know, my, my mom is really sick right now. My, my brother need help. Can you help us? And, and it started back then and I had no idea what I was doing. I, I grew up in Montana, so the word intuition wasn't even a, uh, I don't know, wasn't even in my consciousness. Not in Montana, it's not, no. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, no, don't talk about that. So, uh, so that's, that's been my, that's, that's been my journey. And, you know, I, I don't think that I really was able to notice it until I got older, like probably my thirties and realize how guided I was. I was just doing what I instinctively knew what to do. And I don't know how I knew how to do that. It's kind of like, you know, a wild animal, right? They just, they like a deer, they can, you know, smell a hunter from miles away. They can all of a sudden they'll just get a whiff, but they know that something energetically has shifted in the, in the air, right? And then they make a move. And I think that um, it's so important now for all of us um, humans to be, to, uh, to pay attention to those, to those, um, those signs and, and that energy shift that's, that's happening. Um, Because, you know, unfortunately, this isn't uh, the world of Pollyanna. So you have to be mindful of, you know, where you're going, what movie theaters you're going to and what direction to drive. And, and, you know, if you, if you surround yourself with the light and you just, and, and you trust and, and you definitely hold that space, it'll be okay. I have to ask you, how did your mother do? Did she, did she recover? My, my mom, she did, she did. Yes, she did. And, did? um, you know, we, we, uh, my brother and I did what we needed. And me a bull in a china cabinet anyway. So I was, I was that one that, that, that forced her into helping herself. And then and when she was, when I was uh, 24 and she was 52, I believe uh, she just passed away in her sleep one night. And my mom was very, very connected. She was very connected to the energetic realm and, uh, and, she, and she was very sensitive. She loved helping, uh, you know, old people and animals. And that's probably where uh, I got it. And she was, I, I love my mom dearly. I, I would have, I would choose her as a mother over and over again. And uh, so she, she taught me how to be compassionate and how to care for others. And she also told me how to stand up for myself. So uh, I was that. fortunate. Oh, that's awesome. Well, she is, uh, it's, it's remarkable that, that she raised a daughter like you because at 14 years old, you had the intestinal fortitude of a, of a, of a huge way that, to be able to do what you needed to do to protect yourself and your brother. And that's, that I, and, and I, I wanted to say one more thing about intuition. I live in the Pacific Northwest. We have something called salmon here. Are you familiar with that? With salmon? 
They go up. Yes. They, they, they're born in a stream. They go to the ocean. Mm-hmm. They spend five, seven years in the ocean. Right. They come back to that stream, the same stream, and go to the same place to spawn. Nobody knows how they do that. And so it has to be their intuition. It has to be a God thing. It has to be something <laughs> along. Because nobody can, nobody in their, in their right mind, nobody can come up with, I don't know how they do it, but they just do it. And, uh, and right. you do the same thing. I don't know how she does that. She just, just does it's that. Just, it's just an an innate knowing. You just know what to do. You know, it's just it's it's common for me. It's common sense. It's just you just do it. You just go. You know, you just you just do what you need to do. Whether it's uh, you you snap to like a survival state, or you do it because you're willing to, or because now you uh, need to help someone. You just you just do it. But I think before you you really. Put yourself out there in the space of fear right which fear can be very real and i'm uh you know it's like the acronym is like you know false evidence appearing real well i i I don't know i've looked fear in the face and it seemed like there was matter it was tangible so it's it's a real thing but you just go not today you don't exactly see hey throw that fear in the back seat (laughs) hate division and fear are all related to one another and a lot of people are fearful, which causes them to hate, which causes them to feel like they need to be separate from other people. Because, and it's mm-hmm. it's a really, it, if we could just if we could just understand that we can eliminate hate, division, and fear, and that we're all one, that we all belong, we're all one family. Uh, every one of us, there is no one outside of that family. We could change the world in an instant. But people would have to learn how to manage their mind and their soul. Correct. And managing the mind is, is very, very challenging. Even if you meditate and, and pray all day long, it's still, you know, it's it's still like a beast that you have to work with. And the way to, you know, you have to learn how to control the mind. And um, because if you don't, then as, you know, energy states, whatever we put our focus on begins to to become a mass, right? So it does become then a thing. You know, first it's it, it, it's in the invisible realm. But once we keep concentrating on it, you know, it's like the law of attraction. We look at the law of attraction and we think that it's the, the law of positivity or I'm going to focus on something that I really desire and it's going to manifest and, and come into existence, which is absolutely true. But the same goes for fear. So it's it's it, to, with every light, there's dark. With every good, there's bad. You know, it's it's the way that the world is. But what we can do is learn how to manage our own emotional state, therefore uh, be guided from a, a, a very high level of, of guidance and, and, and trust. And, and it isn't that where we always know what the big picture looks like. Where I, I, I think none of us ever know what the big picture looks like. That's, that's crazy talk. But, uh, but you do, but you are going to get, to the next step, you know, you, you are going to be given the next step. And then as you begin to cultivate yourself and cultivate that level of trust and build that relationship, you know, with, with God or the angelic realm or angels, I love the angels. They're very, very powerful. They have specific jobs, check them out, you know, call them in. And, uh, and it, 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 and then you notice it and then you have gratitude for it. It just, it changes everything. It changes how you behave in this world. 
Oh, I couldn't agree more. And one of one of the things that I that I that one of the little uh, stories I like to tell is is the fifty thousand foot view, and that is that we don't get that. We're in the trees. We're in the forest. We get to look at the tree in front of us and the tree behind us. So we have to trust and continue to walk forward that there's somebody that is monitoring our progress and knows the direction that we're going and that we're going to get to the meadow and to where we want to go at one point or another. Somebody else is responsible for that. My job is to keep walking into trust. Right. 100%. Oh, I'm glad you agree with that. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, oh, no, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. By the way, we're talking with Angela Lenhart. She is an author of a couple of books. The, the first book was, again. A Charm Journey, An Inspired Guide to Personal Transformation. Perfect. And then The Wonder Horse, Trigger. Trigger the Wonder Horse. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, is there a third book in you? Well, uh, see, you must be intuitive. Or, uh, I am in the process of of creating a children's book. Oh, so cool. I figured, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I'm not exactly sure what the title is yet, but I've uh, began to put it together. I have an illustrator. I have all my, I have all my ducks in the pond. They're not in a row, but they're in the same pond um, until <laughs> one flies out. But uh, so that's that's my next project is is to create a, a children's book and then hopefully to do a series uh, based on that. So that's that's a goal. That's a, that's a wonderful thing because that would be the, that's the next logical step. Let's catch them when they're young and provide them with a positive <laughs> message. Right. Absolutely. I really, I I I really have this desire to instill kindness and compassion, you know, through animals to the. Uh, to the younger generation and hopefully they'll grow up that way and, and treat everyone like that. So that's, that's my, that's my mission. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you one of the uh, uh, things that gives me hope uh, is that the young people have got a, uh, a different viewpoint of uh, race relations and, and sexual orientation and, and all of that. They're far more accepting of it than us old folks and who are, who are real other, other than you, because uh, I, when you said that when you were in your thirties, I think you're still in your thirties. So you, you, no, (laughs) no, well, I got this morning and I was like, oh, my back. <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's that that could be that's a, that's the mattress thing going, you know, and stuff. But I have a good mattress, too. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know. I overstretched or understretched or something. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I had too much wine or not enough water. Who knows? <laughs> Or not enough wine or anyway, I don't know. I don't, think, I don't know. But we've been talking with Angela Lenhart. She is, and I'd love to have you on again. You're just delightful. Would you do that? Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whenever. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Uh, as I like to do, because our, our time is coming short, but what I like to do is to give you an opportunity to talk to the audience and to tell them uh, something from your heart that you would like them to leave this uh, conversation with? Oh gosh. You know, it's just that when you have something inside of you that it's like a burning desire and it's like, you feel like that is what you are meant to do. I encourage you to do it despite what the outside world is saying or what the, what your loved ones are saying or your friends are saying. And everyone might look at you like you're crazy or you have three heads, but you know that it's within you to to do it i say go for it you know the only reason why 
a charm journey became the book that it was is because, and it wasn't because I had a, a lot of support. I hardly had any, I had a couple close friends that, that believed in me and, and, and my mission and, and my brother, he stood behind me 100%. But other than that, you know, everyone's like, you're doing what? And you know, you're nobody. And, and what are you trying to prove? And I was like, well, I have to, I just, I have to do this because it's, it was, because I was told to do it. So I, I wanted my life to change. And so I was like, I, 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 that's why I did it. And I thought, well, hell, you know, I have a hard head and if I can change and I can do it, I guarantee anybody else can do it, you know? (laughs) And it isn't because I had the greatest teachers. I didn't have any teachers. I just sat down one my computer and began typing and I'm like, okay, it's done. You know, and I got online and I looked on Craigslist and who can draw me a cover? You know, it, it, there was, there wasn't anything conventional about how I went about writing my first book. And, and I'm glad I did because I, I just can prove to you that you can, that anybody can do it and you don't need money. You don't need to know the right people. You just have to really trust yourself and, Eliminate the riffraff. <laughs> stay really, just stay focused. I I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. And, and if you follow your heart, you know, there's an old saying from a movie that I I love very dearly that was, um, "Your heart is free. Have the courage to follow it." And uh, that to me, that's kind of a mantra of mine: is that you you can you can do anything you want. Your your heart is free. You can fill your life up with crap, or you can fill your life up with great stuff. It's your choice. You, mm-hmm. you can do whatever you mm-hmm. like. Yeah. And uh, um, go ahead. I was going to say, well, I don't know if I was cut out. See, when I was growing up, I wanted to be an astronaut. And I really don't think that I was I was wired to become an astronaut. First of all, I'm not, you know, not a science or math expert. So that's, that's that pretty much eliminates my ability <laughs> to be a rocket scientist. But, you know, but in my dreams, I could go, I could go to the moon. So, <laughs> Well, you know what's fun is that you can go to the moon anytime you want to in your meditation. And I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I'll bet you you do from time to time just for fun. So Just for fun. You know, just, to, just to see how many tails I, or just see how many feathers I can ruffle. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, you, you have a gift. And uh, if you can ruffle ruffle some feathers, and you know what's the beautiful thing about it is the people that said to you at one time, oh, poo, you're going to be an author? Oh, you can't even spell. How are you going to be an author? And and, and now you've got two books. You've got an endorsement by Wayne Dyer. It's like, okay, so, you know, you can do it. You did it. You can, yes. Anybody can do it. So you just, you know, I think that, um, uh, you know, uh, challenges are put on our path so you can always have the opportunity to recommit to what you know is to be true. So it, it, I think those are, are, are points in life that, that you get to uh, question yourself and say, what am I here to do? And I'm here to do this and I'm going to keep going forward. And then those voices seem to kind of, you know, they fade away, you know, you know, but not without a, a lot of, you know, chirping in the background, but oh, they you shut just, up you eventually. Just keep going. Yeah. They, they, they shut up eventually. And, 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 <laughs> 
you know, because because quite frankly, uh, the, when I started this podcast, they they were like, "Okay, that's nice, dear. Uh, you know, you go you go play and have a little bit of fun." And so, uh-huh. so twenty thousand downloads later, and uh, and the reason, the whole reason I do this is so I get to talk to people like you. And, uh, and oh, thank you. Because you you have a light in, in and uh, you are going to light the world, and that's that's you know we need much more people like you and more people to do that. So that's my mission is to bring people like you so that you can be heard. That's the whole thing. Wow, thank you, thank you. You know when I uh, I, I did end up meeting uh, Wayne Dyer in person, he came to Denver for a. a, a convention and when he came to denver he he called me and said well angela i I would like to meet you face to face since you have my endorsement so when i met him uh he uh i i said to him well i called him dr dyer i said how did how did you find my book i said i'm sure that you know you have like thousands of books to to choose from and he goes well i saw the red envelope and he goes and i opened it up and when i opened it up and saw your cover God told me I had to put my name on it. And he goes, so I did. And he goes, now go out there and set the world on fire. And I, I, I just had tears in my eyes. And I said, all right, I'll light them up. And then I walked out and that was, that was the end. Since, since he, <laughs> I have to ask, since he was a hero of yours and you picked up the uh-huh. phone and said, hi, this is Angela. And he said, what, what did you fall over? Did you? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. You know, we were we were communicating email, and then he said, "Well, I'm going to be in Denver. Uh, you know, uh, come and meet me." And so I, I I met him, and I knocked on his door, and and he opened the door, and I I, I was I was in shock, and I said, I said, "This is exactly what happened." I said, "Oh my, oh my God!" I said, "I feel like I'm looking at God right now," and he said to me, "I am too." Oh, and I wow. said, <laughs> and then we had, uh, he said, I read your book from front to back and, and here you go. Now go light them up. And, and, and the book sales are doing well. Yes. Uh, yes, uh, absolutely. You know, since I've been doing more podcasts and my message is getting out, I've had co- like a lot of sales and which is, which is promising. And, and it's, it's, it's validation, I guess that, what what I did do and how I put myself out there is it isn't paying off. I mean, it, it, paying off as far as um, it isn't. A, it, it really it's not about the money. It's it's about people that you can that people that you can help. And I I finally get it. You know, you just finally get there. It's like it it isn't about your stuff. It's about the people that you can influence in a positive way and how you can help them. And that truly is the in, in my experience, the meaning of joy is is to have somebody come back and say, "Oh my God, you know, thank you so much." And and to me, that's that's more than a bank account. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, I've done a lot of these podcasts, and um, I I did radio before. I haven't made ever ever have I made a dime from it, but it has enriched my life in ways that I can't imagine any other thing doing. And it's been it's been it's been a wonderful ride, and will continue to be. Uh, yeah. And you know, and, and but money is, but you know what's interesting is that even though I don't make money directly from this, uh, the universe has provided 
um, even with financial uh, assistance so that I don't have to work anymore. So yes. I, I can do this can be a full time job for me, which is what it is. And I just, absolutely. And I just love it. So uh, your your website again, young lady, if somebody would like to contact you and, and I don't know, maybe buy a book or two. You got two of them. <laughs> By Trigger the Wonder Horse. Uh, <laughs> uh, com, and my books are on Amazon, so they're easy to find. And, and like I said, I'm on our, on pretty much all the social media channels, so you'll yeah, find me somewhere. If you And if you don't, if you, can, if you can't pronounce your last name, it's right there. So she's got it right up here on the screen. So just <laughs> write that down and go to her website. Again, Absolutely. thank you very much. If you'll hang on the line and don't hang up on me, I got to close out this this podcast and uh, and then I would like to say something to say okay. something to you. Thank you. So anyway, I hope everybody else has a great day, and we'll be in touch. Take care of yourselves and be kind. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember. Take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.